always gets to the end and they say, oh, and I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. That's right. Thank you, Terry. And so some of, and then also, I don't know if you've got any fans of Sherlock Holmes around. Yeah. We like watching those mysteries and trying to solve the problem and work out what it is that's going on. But the mystery that we're talking about today, the mystery of God, is not kind of solving a problem. It's a mystery which can't really be solved, but it's something that we are encouraged to kind of ponder and think about and wonder about. Because the amazing thing about God is that because he's God, because he's so big and because he's so different to us, that we can't quite just put him in a box and understand what he's like and kind of write him down and solve that problem. But the wonderful thing is, that we can learn and understand. And so today, the mystery that we're going to think about is called the Trinity, the fact that God is three and God is also one. Mm, How can that be? Well, we're going to be looking at that a little bit later. But the thing that strikes me and the thing that I love about thinking about God is that actually, whatever age we are, whether you've come today and you're a tiny one like Noah on the mat over there, or whether you're the oldest granny or granddad who's come along, we can always know and understand something about God. And however clever you are, there's always something new to learn. And today, what I want us to think about is, what do we already know about God? And I hope that we'll be able to go away having learned something new. And so I don't know if you relate to any of these characters. Would you think about yourself being one of the youngest ones or maybe one of the oldest ones? I like the chap in the top left-hand corner. (laughs) He looks like fun, doesn't he? But however old we are, whoever we are, we can always know God and we can always know more about him. And I just want you to make a minute and I want you to have a think. What is your favourite thing that you know about God? Now, it might be that you've come as a guest today and you're just coming because you've come because you want to find out more about him. You think, hmm, Jesus was a wise teacher. That's what I know about him. It might be that you're somebody who's been a friend of God's for a long time and there are other characteristics that strike you. So I want you to think for a minute and then turn to your neighbor and just tell them, what is it at the moment that really strikes you about God, that you love about God? So just turn and talk for a moment. Okay, so you've had some time just to say something you love about God. And I actually need a couple of teams of volunteers. So I don't mind how old you are, but what I want is some people who quite like drawing. So hands up if you like drawing. I need three from this side. Jason, you want to come? Who else from this side? Yeah, come on, come on down. That's great. Yeah, anybody else? Who else is going to come? Somebody else. Oh, come on, I need another volunteer, please, from this team. It would be good to be a grown-up who likes drawing. Hillary, do you like drawing? Would you come and draw something for us? Thank you. And on this side, come on quickly. I need three volunteers from this side. Who likes drawing? Yes, Erin, who else is coming? Can't see. Joanna, I know you like drawing. Anybody else who likes drawing? Yes, come on then, Katie. Brilliant. Now, we've got flip charts at the side here. And what I would like you to do in your teams is I'd like you to draw us a picture of what you think God looks like. Okay? And whilst you're doing that, so you, you draw a picture of what you think God looks like. Have a chat and draw it on the flip chart. And then whilst you're doing that, I've asked Nikki and Emily and Alice to come and tell me what it is particularly they like about God. So come on then, Emily. What is it that you particularly like about God that's special for you at the moment? Uh, he loves us no matter what we do or what we um, 
say, and he always forgives us. Fantastic. So he loves us no matter what we do and what we say, he always forgives us. He's always there when times are tough. Yeah, thank you. That's true. He's always there when times are tough, Alice. And Nikki, how about you? Um, we can talk to him any time of day or night, and yeah. he's always interested in what we've got to say, and he loves us. Fantastic, thank you. And so has anybody else got anything they particularly like about God? Whilst these guys are drawing, that's going to come around with the mic. So stick your hand up and you can tell us what is it you particularly love about God. Brian's got one there. He's perfect love and perfect justice all at the same time. Fantastic, thank you. Another hand over here, right one over. <laughs> this is how to keep Zach fit this morning. He never ever gives up on us no matter what we do or what we're going to do. Wonderful, thank you. We can trust him with his life. We can trust him. Fantastic. Any more? One more. Anybody over in the corner? What do you love about God over there? Yeah, anybody else with a hand up? Was there another hand? I can see. I should have worn glasses this morning. Those are lots of one. Oh, one more over there. Thank you. Did you have your hand up? What did you, what did you want to say? Do you want to say something? Sorry, I had to Okay, so all those different things that we love about God. And you know, the more we get to know him, the more we can see. When I first met Nigel, kind of quite a long time ago, I knew that he was someone who was really fun to hang out with. But as I spent more time with him over years and years getting to know him, and as we got married and we've lived in close proximity and seen each other at our best and our worst, I've learned lots more things about his character, about what he's like. And I've learned to love and appreciate him even more. And that's the same with God. We can know him in a simple way, but the more that we think about him and connect with him, the deeper we can go in our friendship and relationship to him. So let's have a look and see how we're getting on over here. Can you tell us about your picture? Stand back a bit. This looks wonderful. You don't want to stand back. Fabulous. So, Hilary, can you tell us about a little bit about your picture that your team have drawn? Well, he's um, the author of light and life. So he's, it's God is sending down his light upon us. He's all seeing. And this is supposed to be an ear. He's all hearing. So if we pray, he... He hears us, and he's all loving. So these hearts are, are the, the love he has for us. And, and really, to see what God is like, you just look at Jesus. So it's Jesus on the cross showed his love for us. That's great. Do you want to tell us a bit about your picture, too? It says he's like the sun down here as well. Fantastic. So, but isn't it tricky to draw what God looks like? I don't know what you would have done if you'd been chosen to draw. Let's see what this team over here has come up with. Oh, now this is a different kind of picture. That was rather more abstract. This one's a bit more of a portrait. So, Jana, I want to tell us about your, what your um, team have drawn. He's wise, so he's got wrinkles of old. <laughs> Great. Um, he's got teardrops here, so he's, he's compassionate and kind eyes and... Um, he wears a dresses. <laughs> wow. So he, lots going on here. So he's creative. And isn't it interesting because they couldn't put it all into a picture. They've actually had to use some words as well because our God is so amazing that we can't express him just in one different way. Thank you, team. Thank you. That's great. So go and sit down. So as I said, the thing that we were going to be thinking about today, the mystery of God that we're thinking about today, is called the Trinity. The fact that God is three and God is one. Now, I've given you a bit of a clue there. Does anyone 
anyone know what try means? Got some pictures on the screen. There's something in common. Oh, um, Zach. Try means three. Yeah, try does mean have a go, but try also means three. You're absolutely right. And so there's a tripod with three legs, and there's a triangle with three sides and three corners, and a tricycle. Anybody like riding their tricycle? Hands up if you ride a the trike. <laughs> You're a bit big for a trike. But three wheels. And the try word in Trinity shows us that God is three and God is one. He's like nobody else. And so to ponder that, I'm just encouraging you this morning to put your thinking caps on. And why don't we pause for a minute and shall we just pray? You can close your eyes if you like to or you can leave them open. We'll say, God, this is a big subject because you are an amazing and big God. But today, will you help us? Will you help us stretch our minds and will you expand our hearts so that however old we are, We can learn something and experience something new about you today. Amen. So I just quite like this little picture. Here's some people who've got their thinking caps on. And perhaps they're trying to think about what God is like. So the truth is that God is three and God is one. And there's a little diagram here which might help some of you. Some of you might look at that and go, I have no idea what that is. But what this picture is trying to show us that God is three persons. God is, someone said to me, said his, his full name is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That's his whole name. Like my name is Joanne Claire Hemming. And his name encompasses those three particular persons. And all of them are God. And yet they're not the same. They're all distinct. And they're not each other. So if you look around the loop around the edge, God the Father is not the Spirit. That's the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is somebody different. God, the Spirit is not the Son, and Jesus, the Son, is not the Father. They're all different, and yet they're all God. Mm. Is your brain hurting yet? Mine's feeling a little bit challenged. Now, I don't know how many of you are looking forward to going to school in a couple of weeks' time. Maybe some mums and dads are really looking forward to term starting. But when we go to school, when we go back to school, I wonder if you're going to have a math sum that looks like this. If you're at school and your teacher gave you this sum... Can anybody tell me what the answer would be? One plus one plus one is yeah, three. That's exactly right. And yet with God, mm, that's not what we're saying, is we? Are we? We're saying with God that one plus one plus one, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit equals one. Mm. When you're thinking about this, make sure you know whether you're in maths or you're thinking about God. (laughs) Now, another picture that somebody, a guy called Wayne Grudem, has drawn to help us kind of understand this is to say that God isn't like this pizza on the left-hand side, which is all chopped up into three. The F for Father, S for Son, Jesus, and the bottom one is the Holy Spirit. But he's more like this one on the right with the wiggly lines. Because what that tries to show us is that God is all of these people at the same time. And also the wiggly lines show us that he relates to the other people within his trinity at the same time. And I suppose the closest I can think about for me is thinking about, "Mm, what are the different roles that I have? Well, you know me as Joe. I'm the church leader here. I'm friends with lots of you here. But when I'm at home, my kids, Becky, Zach and JJ... Don't call me Joe usually. They usually call me Mum. And so my role at home is that I'm Mum. 
But also, I've got some nieces and nephews. I've got James and Ellie and Catherine and Harriet and Jessica. And they all call me another name. Can anyone guess what they would call me if they're my nieces and nephews? Not Grandma. (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) They call me Auntie Jo. (laughs) And so these three, it's still me, I'm still Jo, but I've got kind of different roles. And it's not the same with God, obviously, because he is being all the, the different roles at the same time and all over the place, and I'm just me and I'm just here. But that's kind of the closest that I can get to think of to describe what it's really like to know God. Like this. The other thing about the Trinity is that they do share the same characteristics. There are some incredible things when we think about and ponder God. The fact that He is eternal. Now that means He's always been here and He always will be. There's no beginning and no end to God. Isn't that amazing to get your head around? He's also unchanging, His character never changes. There's a lovely word, which is called omnipresent. And I thought originally that meant you got presence, but it's not true. It means that he's always here. And the truth is, the incredible truth is that God is outside of our history and he sees the whole of history. It's kind of like he's looking down and sees everything that happens to us yesterday and today and tomorrow. But as well as that, he's able to act into every moment of history, which is why he's able to be with us here, which is why we know his help and his guidance, his love at different times in our lives. Isn't that amazing? Our God is amazing. And the other wonderful thing that whilst he is outside time and outside space, actually he's really personal and he wants to connect with each of us personally. And we can connect with each of the people in the Trinity, God, the Father, and Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And so I just wanted to spend a moment now thinking about these different people in the Trinity. And as you think of them, I want you to think about, when I think about Father God, what do I think about? Now, a lot of us, when we think about God as our Father... We're actually influenced quite a lot by dads we've known. That might be your own dad, might be a stepdad, might be somebody else's dad that you really wished had been your dad. Maybe that you didn't even have a dad who was around. You think, I've no idea what to imagine when I think about God as father. But the Bible tells us that God is our father. Do you remember Jesus said, this is how you pray. You pray, our father in heaven. And when we think about God as our father... He's the one who gives us security and love, the one who cares for us, the one who provides for us. I love that picture just down here in the corner. I don't know if you can see, but this boy's got a calculator and his money, just kind of working out what to, you know, how to spend his finances. And God is a father who provides. God is a father who is close by. God is a father who loves us. And the Bible tells us, But that's always been the case, that before the creation of the world, that he knew us and he loved us. And we also think about God the Son, otherwise known as Jesus. And and lots of people, I don't know how you think about him, but lots of people like to think about him like a brother or a friend. He's somebody who comes alongside us. The wonderful truth about Jesus is he's the one who the Father sent to be, if you like, God with skin on. 
He came to earth, you know, at Christmas, don't you? He was born as a baby. He grew up as a man. And then we celebrate Easter that he died on the cross. And the reason he did that was God's big rescue plan, that God could save us, could help us get out of the mess that we got us into, rescue us from our sin and the stuff that we've done wrong, and give us a new start. And that's what Jesus did. And Jesus lives and forgives us. That's what he does. And also, he showed us how to live. The Bible tells us God was fully man and fully God. That's another big one. I don't know how to think about explaining that. But he came to earth and showed us what to do. When people around him were sick, he healed them. When people around him were hungry, he fed them. When people were stuck in all kinds of stress and trauma and oppression, he released them from that. And he actually said, I want you to go and do the same. That's our job description if we're followers of Jesus. And so Jesus, as our friend and our brother, shows us how to live. And then here we have God, the Holy Spirit. And the Bible has all kinds of words for him. He's a helper. He's a comforter. He's a guide showing us the way. This little fellow at the bottom is supposed to represent how the Holy Spirit has gifts and resources and tools for us to be able to live God's way here and now, today. So Jesus said, this is what I want you to do. And the Holy Spirit who is the one who says, come on then, let's go and heal the sick. Let's go and help this person over here. That's what the Holy Spirit does. That's his role. And so you can see some people talk about the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, it. The Holy Spirit's not it. He's a person. And he's a person who wants to connect with us and to interact with us. And there are various times in the Bible when we can look and see the Father at work and the Son Jesus and the Holy Spirit doing different things. And there are a couple of different places where we see them all at work together. One's when the world's created at the beginning. And another of the times is when Jesus is baptized. And I have asked JJ just to come and read a little passage from the Bible from us, from, for us from Luke. Hang on. And he's going to tell us what happened. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened. And the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form, like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You're my son, whom I love, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. Great. Thank you, JJ. Brilliant. Thank you. And so there we see all of the Trinity in action, don't we? The father had sent Jesus, the son, to earth. He said, oh, those people, they've messed up, and I really want to have friendship with them. I want to be their friend again. I need you to go and reconnect with them. I am going to need you to die but you're going to come to life again and you're going to show them how to live. So there's God and you see at the end of the passage and he says, this is my son whom I love. God the Father always speaks words of love and affirmation. And when you're thinking about God the Father, if you're hearing a, a voice in your head going, you've done this wrong, that's not right, you'll never amount to anything. That's not the voice of God the Father. Even when God comes to correct us, which the Bible says he does, even when he needs to push us back on the right path, He always does it through love. He always says, you're my son, my daughter, whom I love. I'm pleased with you. I want to be with you. Come back to me. And here's Jesus. Jesus being our model, being our example. Because actually later in the Bible, it says that we need to be baptized too. 
And so he was an example of showing us what it is to be baptized. But actually also the big example here is he was an example of obedience. Because the father said, Jesus, please go. And Jesus didn't kind of waste around in heaven and go, oh, I don't know if I could go bother it. Oh, I might oh, tomorrow. Oh, maybe. Like some of us might do. Jesus goes, yes, dad, I'm off. And Jesus came. He came and obeyed. And so he's a model for us. Whenever we hear the father whisper and say, please go and talk to that person. Or would you be kind enough to do that? Or I need you to change your job. Or I'd like you to move over here. Whatever it is the father asks us to do, our response is we're following Jesus should be, yeah, I'm off. Whatever you say. And then here is the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit isn't a bird, but sometimes in the Bible he's described in different ways and he kind of appeared in different ways. And it says he was like a dove. Maybe John, who was writing this, just didn't know quite how else to describe it. Maybe he did come and look like a dove resting on Jesus' shoulder. We don't know. But the Holy Spirit comes to empower us and to give us what we need to be able to do God's stuff. And this, this time when Jesus was baptized was a really key time. It was a time when Jesus was about to start his whole ministry, the, the real beginning of God's rescue plan to come and rescue his people. So it was a really important time. And that's why we see the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit all at work together. So that's quite a lot to think about, isn't it? Quite a lot to ponder on. And I wonder if we might just take a moment now and just say, say quietly in our hearts, God, what is it you want me to show you today about who you are? Now, if it helps you not to be distracted, you might want to close your eyes. Say, Father God, would you come and show us? Jesus, would you come and show us? Holy Spirit, come and open our eyes to see who you are. Amen. And as we see more of God, it helps us worship him. And that's what we're going to do now. So I'm going to invite the band back. And shall we stand together? I'm just going to use a couple more songs, but as I said before, there are shakers and there are instruments here. Any young people want to come and just grab those as we're worshipping? And God, we just want to again worship you, thank you, praise you, honour you, glorify you. The mystery of who you are is always incredible. Lord, as we've thought about that and as we continue to think about and explore the different parts of your character and your nature, we just bless you this morning, hoping that our worship puts a smile on your face and knowing that it's just a wonderful thing to be in your presence together. We bless you. Amen. Amen. Do take a seat and thanks, guys, for leading us. I'm just going to give you a couple of quick notices. Then Joe's going to finish off the talk and there's going to be some activities to do as a response to all that Joe has shared this morning. Um, Stephen, the guys are going to pass around the offering baskets. And John, thank you. That's the offering going around. So um, I heard this over the summer. I was visiting a church over the summer. And they said this. They said, uh, it's really good. We want to be known not as people who get, but people who give. 
And that's why we um, do an offering every Sunday as part of our worship that we give an opportunity for people to give. Now, many of you will give online or behind the scenes or by standing order or direct debit. And it is possible to give by text and online in this church. But uh, the offering lessons are going round. And so thank you for those of you who are giving and let's do this as part of our worship. If you are visiting today, there is no obligation. Don't feel your arm is being twisted to give. Um, but the Bible does say there's a blessing in giving. So I leave it with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just while the offering baskets are going round, um, I've got just three or four quick notices to tell you about. The first one is that right uh, after the service today, uh, we are going for a picnic. It isn't actually raining outside, is it? Oh, is it? Okay. Right after the service today, we are staying here for a picnic. Okay. If you, I mean, if you have brought your, how many people have come prepared to have a picnic today? Fantastic. We will gather in sort of that part of the church and we will sit and eat lunch together. It will be very informal, um, but we will hang out together. If uh, the rain stops, maybe we'll organize some games out in the car park or something, okay? So, uh, or some games upstairs. So there'll be stuff to do. Um, so there's a church picnic today. Uh, did you know that's a real shame? The weather forecast didn't say it was going to rain when I looked this morning. Anyway, the point is we're going to hang out together. So that will happen straight after church. Join us if you can. You'd be welcome. Just a couple of advance notices that next week... Uh, no, on September the 18th, which is three weeks today, um, we are going to be having two special events going on. One is a baptism service. Uh, we've already got one, two people who've said that they're ready and up for being baptized. And if you would like to be baptized as part of our baptism service on the 18th of September, you need to come and speak to us. We'd love to hear from you. We'll chat some more with you about that. Or if you know anybody who hasn't been baptized, who would like to be baptized, and would like to make that public uh, witness. Uh, if you don't know, um, if you're new here, we have a sort of baptistry pool basically under there somewhere. And uh, we throw people in it. No, we dip people in it. And... Um, we're going to be doing that. And also on the same day, on the 18th, three weeks Sunday today, we've got a really big, fantastic church barbecue. Uh, you do need to book a ticket if you want to eat with us on the barbecue. So um, there's the details. Uh, 18th of December, after the baptism service, it's £6 for adults, £3 for children. If you book before the 9th of September, or you have to book before the 9th of September. You have to, you have to book before the 9th of September. It's a bit green there. Can you actually see that? Mm-hmm. It says winvin.org.uk slash barbecue. If you go to the church website, there'll be a link on there. And we'll put links on Facebook as well. So do, um, do book your tickets. Uh, that'll be fantastic. Just a really great occasion to sort of celebrate what God's doing in the baptism. Celebrate what God's doing among us. And obviously everyone will be sort of back from the summer. And that'll be fun. And then lastly, on the 21st of September, which is a Wednesday night, the week after that, um, before our life groups all kick in in October, um, we've got a great opportunity to have a quiz night here. So it's a really easy uh, inv- invitation. Bring your friends hang out I was gonna say Anna there looks like she's won the quiz already <laughs> that's fantastic nice one Anna you came second oh no wonder you're smiling brilliant so um this is very easy it costs um a pound a person or maybe what does it say up there two pound per person actually two pound per person you get a team together the whole idea is that you bring friends you bring friends from your workplace or from your community or from your street uh, or the mums or dads at school so um, book a table um, you can let us know today or you can speak to Andy Hyder he'll be back next week And uh, but just get that date in your diary that's a quiz night I've got friends um, who've been to every quiz night we've done here they don't come to the church but they really like coming to the quiz nights and uh, hopefully you have the same so just think about that um, advance notice I think that's all the notices, but Steve, why don't you bring the money and we'll just stretch out our hands and we'll give thanks to God for his incredible generosity to us. Why don't you reach your hands out and we'll just bless this. Thank you, Father. You're incredibly generous. You're wonderfully faithful. 
and as a small but significant token of our thanks, we give back to you. Out of all of your generosity, we give back to you and we say, take this money, please use it for your wisdom, for your glory, for your purposes, for your kingdom purposes uh, in this church, in this area, in this city, in this country. And bless those who choose how to spend this and decide how to spend it. We thank you for your generosity to us and we worship you again. Amen. 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 Thank you, Steve. Back over to Joe. So we've thought a lot about God this morning. We've thought about his character, about the fact that he is the Trinity, isn't he? He's God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we've tried to get our heads around a little bit about what that's like. And maybe you've learnt something new today that you didn't already know. But you know, in Ephesians, in the Bible, there's a guy called Paul. He was a really clever guy. He was trained in probably one of the best schools to be trained in around that time under a guy called Gamaliel who was really well respected and he would have learned all kinds of stuff about classical literature and about philosophy and he was also a guy who studied the Bible. He was Jewish and he was a Pharisee and he knew a lot about the law but he had an encounter with Jesus and he wrote a letter to some people in the church in Ephesus and it's called the letter to the Ephesians in our Bibles and in chapter 3 and verse 23 Paul says this I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints, and this is the key bit, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. And so he was a guy who was saying, I'm praying that you're going to be able to get your head around this, that you're going to grasp something about what God is like. You're going to grasp his love. You're going to grasp the intent, the entirety of it. It's high and it's wide and it's long and it's deep. Did you ever sing that song, any of you, when you're little, you know, wide, wide as the ocean, high as the heavens above, deep, deep as the deepest sea is my saviour's love. We know, some of us know that song. And that's, Gwen's laughing at me, sorry for singing. And that is a way of trying to describe how great God is. And yet, as we've said already, he's beyond description. He's beyond drawing. But Paul says, actually, getting our heads around it isn't the key thing. What he's saying in Ephesians 3 is the key thing is that we know this love. And knowing about God is a really good thing. But actually, really knowing God is the main thing. And that's something that's available and accessible to all of us. Now, we've been on a holiday this summer, and we had the chance to go to see this lovely beach. I don't know if any of you have been to, to a beach or to see the ocean over the summer. Can we pop that picture up, that one go? This is in Northern Ireland, beautiful beach. And we were here on the, in the Northern Irish heat wave when it got to 22 degrees. <laughs> Nigel almost took his hoodie off. It was such amazing weather. <laughs> But the thing about this beach that I found interesting was it looks, it's a beautiful place and you're allowed to drive on to the beach and I'd never seen that before but people drive on and there was, there must have been, I don't know, maybe 500 cars on the beach and people drive on and they park up and they open the car and next to the car they kind of put the little wind shelter and they put the deck chairs out and you can sit there with your thermos and in fact we saw one family eating toast, I've got no idea how they did that but they were, you know, you can sit by the beach and just kind of enjoy looking at the sea. And it is beautiful. And maybe you're that kind of person. Maybe when you go to the beach, to be honest, I was in this weather, I just sat and thought, this is really beautiful. But maybe you're one of these people, like some of our family, who likes to go in a little bit closer. You know, some of us like to go and, and maybe just get our toes wet and go, oh, that's quite cold, and just have a little paddle. 
But there are others in our family who just don't really care about how cold it is and just go for it and run right in. And when we think about knowing God, we can actually have any of these responses. It could be a bit like me sitting in the car with my hoodie on, looking at the beautiful view and thinking, yeah, yeah, I know God's there. He does look amazing. He's eternal. He's a trinity. He's powerful. Yeah, I know all about that stuff. But maybe that actually coming along to church today, you're a bit like paddling or popping your toes in. You do know something about God and you kind of come along and you're just looking and just trying to work out what this is all about. And if that's you, you're really welcome. But you won't really experience God, to be honest, until you become like these crazy people, like my kids, who just run right in. Because God is a person. And if we were to become friends and get to know each other really well, we couldn't really do that at a long distance if we didn't really talk to each other and didn't connect. The way that Nigel and I got to know each other better from those first early days to being married now was that we spent time together and we chatted together. And in those days, before emails and stuff, we've, and texts, we even wrote love letters. And we talked and we, spe- and we did things together. And that's what we need to do with God. You know, this week I met up with someone who's been coming to church for a while. And she said, I look around during the worship and I see all these people who just look really connected. And I really want that. And as we chatted, I just said, well, you can have that because that desire in you is something that is echoed and magnified in the heart of God. God longs to connect with each one of us. Through Jesus the Son, he's made a way for that to happen. And because of the wonderful Holy Spirit, we can know a new beginning. The Bible calls it a new birth. And today, if you're at that place and you think, yeah, I have been kind of paddling on the edge, but actually I want to go in deeper, then today is your day. Today is a day that God really wants to meet with you and connect with you. It might be that actually you've been going on to church for a long time and you've known what it's like to run deep in and to know God well. But for various reasons, you've withdrawn and things have happened that have hurt you or your faith has had a battering. And today is a day when God says, I want to reconnect with you. I'm the father who loves you and cares for you and looks out for you. I'm Jesus, the friend who comes alongside you, the brother who is like no other. I'm the Holy Spirit who wants to fill you and heal you and comfort you. And if you're somebody and you think, actually, I'm running in there, I'm swimming, then do you know, the wonder of this is that there is always more, that God is always calling us deeper into him. And maybe the challenge for you today is to say, okay, Lord, here I am. What is it today? What's next? Nigel mentioned baptism earlier, and we do have a baptism service in a few weeks' time, as he said, in three weeks' time. And it might be that God's been just nudging you, saying, it's time for you to obey me now and to be baptised. And if that's you, then that's the next thing that you need to do. Just do what he's asked you to do. It may be that he's asked you to connect with somebody at work or to pray for a friend. I don't know what he's asking you to do. But whatever it is, today, choose to take that step of obedience. So let's not just be people who know about God. Let's be people who really chase after him and really know him. Now we're going to take a few minutes now to kind of think about that and work out how to put that into practice. And we've got some different activities that you might choose to do. So 
If you like drawing and colouring and maybe you didn't get the chance to come and do that at the front, on the tables just at the back, we're going to have some colouring sheets that you can colour in with a picture that represents God as the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. In fact, I think I've got a picture of it here. Can we pop that one up, please, Charles? That would be great. Thank you. And it might be that you just want to colour that in and think about God whilst you do that. Maybe you're kind of a wordy person. And actually, you think, hmm, I want to put some of what I'm thinking about down on a piece of paper in words. And we've got a little template that you can use to try and write a poem about God if you want to. And you might not think, I'm not a poet, but this is, gives you an easy way to do that, to think about some words about God and putting them together. And perhaps that might be how you want to respond in worship. Or it might be, actually, if you just want to fit, sit and chew a little bit more on some of what we've been talking about And if that's you, there's also a sheet at the back with some of these attributes of God and where we find them in the Bible. And you might just want to come and sit quietly and read those and think and pray. And there are some questions at the bottom which say, which of these attributes is the most meaningful to me today? And maybe think, you know, who do I relate to best? Is it God as Father or Jesus or as the Holy Spirit? Or maybe you just want to say, God, just show me more of yourself today. We have plenty of time to respond. And so we're going to have about 10 minutes now. When I say, just encourage you to go to the tables at the back and you can pick one of those sheets. So it's either coloring or writing a poem or just the meditation to bring back to your seats. And we're going to play some quiet music as we do that. And then we'll have some time to come back together and to pray. And Nigel's saying to you, if you have little ones with you who don't want to do any of those activities, would like to come and do some singing, they can carry on worshipping God in the big fish room right at the back. Okay, so that's option number four. Okay, so now's the time to move. Go to the tables at the back and collect what you want to do and then find a space to do that for 10 minutes. Father, as we've reflected on the different parts of your nature and your character today, we bless you, we thank you, we love you. Lord, as we go from here, as we leave now, we ask that you be with us and continue to reveal your nature and your character to us. We want want to be people who encounter you, not just know about you. We don't just want to be educated, we want to experience. That's what we love about you, Father, just the opportunity to experience your presence for ourselves and to share that experience with people who don't know you. That is our heart's desire. So thank you for meeting with us today. We bless you. And Lord, just for those, there are, there are some of us in the room, you know, even though today's been a little bit different, the, the Holy Spirit is just resting on you. And you know that you have experienced or you are experiencing just a sense of his presence. Just something is resonating with you from what we've been talking about or thinking about this morning. And if that is you, then we do. We would love the chance just to pray for you. And I would really strongly encourage you just to, you know, just to take opportunities either to stay in his presence now and receive. Or if that isn't possible, then to go home and sit in his presence later and just receive. And Holy Spirit, we just thank you. As I look around the room, I see people just encountering the presence of God. And that's just a wonderful thing. We're so grateful for it, Lord. And so we're going to close 
But just as we do that, I just want to make this invitation available for anybody who would love to receive prayer. If there's something going on, maybe it's been flagged up today or it's just something else. But if you would like to just have an, an opportunity just to, just to have someone pray and just to experience, encounter his presence even more, we would love to pray for you today, whatever's going on. And so if that's you, as we close, I'd just love to invite you to make your way to the front and maybe to this side um, where the, it's a bit quieter and there's some empty seats. And we'll just, and we'll just have some people pray for you there. If you don't want to do that, maybe where you are and there's people around you who could pray. Um, but we're going to close it there. Uh, we're going to have some coffee. And then for those of us who brought our things with us, we'll draw the curtains and we'll set up in the cafe area back there and arrange some activities and stuff a bit later. Very chilled out time just to, if you want to go grab some lunch and then come back and join us, you'd be more than welcome. Um, there's a garage up the road or you can pop up to Tesco's or whatever. So bless you guys. And Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your presence among us. Thank you that you lead us to the Father, you lead us to Jesus and you're, in, you're leading us now. We bless you for this morning. We pray for a continuing ongoing work of your presence, connecting with your people here in Jesus' name.